You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It's the Thursday, May 7th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we are completely done with all of our draft recaps. It took eight days, eight business days. But we uh, we got through it, and I got to tell you, we uh, we pissed off a lot of people, and we made some really really happy. <laughs> I'm good with that. I bet we made less happy than we pissed off. I would I would venture to say, yeah, we liked people, a lot of people drafts. get touchy if you don't like their team's draft picks, and I think that's always weird. And and some of the people on YouTube don't have a good excuse or a good reason why their draft was good in their eyes. They just, they just want you to say nice things about their team. Yeah, they trust their uh, their ownership and their you know whatever you want to call them. Listen, uh, coming coming from a team, two teams that perennially that I like draft poorly. One wins in spite of, and one just continuously is bad all the time. Listen, you just got to be honest. You just have to be honest. Yeah, be honest. That's it. That's all. That's all we need in this world is a little that's more right. honesty. You're only going to see the good side and everything, and never going to look for the <laughs> negatives, and you're going to get let down a lot. You got that right. You got that right. Uh, McKinnon jumps in already on Facebook. He said, "Hey, fellas." Uh, Michael Fritch jumps in and said, "What's up, fella? Uh, what is going on, guys? We uh, we appreciate all of you for always jumping in every day. Again, we will continue to say it every day. You guys help make the show. If you are watching the show live. Make sure you jump into the chat. It is right there on your screen in the bottom left-hand corner. Whatever platform you're using, it's going to pop up right there for you so you'll be able to see what everybody is saying. So if somebody wants to watch on Twitch and somebody else is watching on Periscope, you guys can still talk to each other through the chat thing on the show. So make sure you do that. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Check out the website and whatnot. Uh, The new website will be up eventually. I'm not going to put a date on it anymore. I'm still working on it literally every day. (laughs) That's I, good. I, That's good. It's uh, it's gonna be nice though. I'm I'm feeling confident in it. So, but make sure you check out the site, uh, stay up to date with it and whatnot, and make sure you are subscribed at any of the four live platforms. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch every day, uh, Monday through Friday, sometime in the afternoon. Uh, so we we do that, and then of course there is the podcast that you can watch, or any of those channels also saves it for you to watch on demand whenever you have the time. Uh, and along with that, if you would do so kindly, share the show out, tell your friends about it, leave a nice comment, a nice review, make sure it's a five-star review over at Apple Podcasts, etc. 
that helps us out with the algorithm. You guys know how this thing works. Word of mouth is our biggest advocate. So let's uh let's go ahead and jump in. We're gonna start today's show with the NFL. Tonight is the NFL schedule release for the 2020 season. And I guess we're gonna lead off by discussing the misinformation that is out there. It is absurd. The yeah, amount yesterday of stuff. we did we did 20 minutes yesterday about something on a topic that may not even be true. That is not real. Well, we we don't think it's real. Oh, we're pretty sure it's not real. Uh, we're we're pretty sure now at this point. But I mean, somebody but wrote knows? an entire article about something that they were reporting, and it was just seemed to be made up. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. There's an article over at uh, Arrow uh, Arrowhead Addict. It says uh, early 2020 chief schedule leak uh, leaks conflict about opening week. So there was a lot of discussion about how the Chiefs were going to start out with an NFC team. And then there was another leak about how the Chiefs are going to open on Thursday night at home against the Texans. Who knows what to believe at this point? I'm going to go with the uh, with the Texans thing, but I, I mean, it comes out tonight at 7 p.m. God's time, so it doesn't matter. We're it doesn't find matter. out now. I'm tired of I'm tired of leaks. In the NBA, you seem to like Woes when Rose reports something, he's right, or okay? or Shams, either one of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. The NFL just doesn't seem to have that. I mean, Schefter has gotten stuff wrong in the past. Not all. Glazer has gotten stuff wrong. Glazer's definitely got something wrong. Like, everybody's kind of been had by the NFL at some point in time or another. I don't know is that teams and organizations and the league being better at keeping stuff in-house or is – I don't. I don't know the answer, but here, here is my how they idea. Get things the way they are wrong. My my idea is they had an initial schedule, and then they redid it because of the current environment. So there may be two or three or four different schedules that Floating actually were official. There. That that could be it. That that's are a good explanation. So that that's my guess, and that people are just getting the information from wherever. Whether they can that's get it from. right or not, I'll buy that explanation. So. If that's if that's not what happened. And I was these reporters trying to save face. I would just use that. Yeah. Oh, a hundred. And as a fan, I'll take that. I'll take that answer. It makes reasonable sense to me how you could have been told one thing. You reported it as this is what's going to happen. I've got this source, and your source didn't lie to you. They just didn't have the most up to date current plan. Exactly. And that's I, I. I have to believe that that's what's going on because some of these guys don't typically get this stuff wrong. That's right. Well, I mean, we you took, know? so yesterday we took our thing from, from, from John Clayton, right? It, yeah. Yeah. And, and John Clayton is pretty plugged into the NFL and has a history of being an excellent reporter. So you got to think somebody just gave him information that was dated. Yes. All right. Maybe this is something they talked about doing and then just chose to not go forward with. But in our situation, not being connected and just using the resources that are out there, it's tough. Now, to we, to we spend a whole segment of a show <laughs> to support ourselves. We did talk about it in the hypothetical sense because obviously yes, but we're discussing it beforehand. It, but it, that's still a terrible way. Listen, yes. had I known that it was not, had I thought there was a fifty-fifty shot of it not being real, I would have fought us talking about it at all. Oh yeah. Agreed. Because it, I don't like playing that type of hypothetical game. Right. No, I I, can, I want I to totally know we're that. talking about something that is 
more probable than not. Agreed. Agreed. And and typically when it comes from John Clayton, it is. It's solid reporting. Yeah, you would think so. And I don't know so. that I'm knocking him. I'm just saying that I don't it, your it's, argument makes sense to me. It's amazing. Somebody somebody had that information. That schedule was probably out there. That idea of NFC versus AFC was probably a good plan and then somebody said now we now can't let's do, do something different and they weren't connected enough to know that it changed. Um now I've seen multiple different, you know, first week opponents for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Obviously, everybody wants to know what Tom Brady's going to look like. I saw three different ones from, you know, what looked like legitimate sources today. Uh, whether it's at the Saints, at the Raiders, or at the Broncos, I mean, who knows at this point? So, I, once seven o'clock rolls around, we'll figure it out, and then you and I'll come back on here and talk about it tomorrow. I do want to jump into the chat right quick. Uh, Matt is already starting in with the murder hornets. Matt, we're not going to talk about the damn murder hornets. I swear to God. <laughs> Listen, if you grew up in Mississippi and you've been stung by some big ass wasp, murder hornets are no big deal. Nope. And and I'm about to say something might be construed as too over the top, but I had an old man one time tell me he has seen a mosquito in Mississippi at stand flat footed and rape a turkey. Okay, <laughs> murder hornets are not. <laughs> Scary to us in the South. No, you got My brother right. saw that and thought, it's hunting season. There's another thing I get to go kill. Yeah, you got that right. You got a bug the size of a bird, I'll shoot it. Yeah, you're damn right. You, you damn can't right. shoot a regular wasp. That's uh, scary as hell. Going back to the NFL schedule, Michael said, I haven't seen any leaks. I was sure by now I would have seen the entire Broncos schedule. Yeah, a lot of times. There, there's a lot of leaks right now, but Gary alluded to it earlier. But this year there's a lot of them from- contradict themselves, so yeah. we've decided – Typically, that's what's crazy. In the past, you get the leaks, and the leaks always end up being right. Like in in years past, it's always been like that because there has been one schedule. Now, we've never run into something quite like what we're going through in this country right now. Correct. So it kind of changes things up. Um, McKinnon wanted to ask you a question. He said, uh, Chris, are those sunglasses helping indoors? No, they just on my hold head. Up, hold on, no, no, don't take them off. Work. Don't take them off because Michael's I'm not wearing said, them. I just I literally <laughs> I walk inside. I raise them up. I walked up here. Come to work. I know you do the same thing I do. And then Michael said, "I literally and hold I don't look at myself on the screen because myself is down here and my camera is up here. <laughs> so I don't really see what I even look like eighty percent of the time." Michael said, "Chris, just go ahead and put them on. They want no, you to I'm put the gonna, sunglasses. I, I won't be that guy. Look, I'm a d bag, but I'm not that d bag. Okay. Oh man." Uh, so Michael said, I think the NFC versus AFC early makes a ton of sense. That's going back to our conversation yesterday. (laughs) They love the glasses, man. I'm just LeBron trying to cover up my hairline here. Okay. I didn't have a hat today. Have you seen him? He looks like Kimbo slice. Now, do you see the picture I sent? Listen, we all look a little rough right now. I'm not going to hit on LeBron for looking like shit (laughs) because we're in a quarantine. Look here, his hairdresser and beard guy is, is out just like mine is. All right. You got that right. You got that right. Matt said, uh, I just like the name Murder Hornets. I can understand. I know He's, you do, Matt. I know you do. There's going to be a minor league baseball team's going to get their team name changed. Oh, right? 100%. Like, that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're talking about your hairline, by the way. Matt said, uh, uh, the greatest comeback was uh, with LeBron was not on the court. Yeah, that's it. we talked about that in our little group chat earlier. Yeah, his hairline going from back here back up to here. He got to L.A., he got out of Cleveland, got to L.A., and got a strong hairline. Got it fixed up. Got it you fixed up. Money. That's the way it goes. Uh, McKinnon said, uh, hey, just got to give you shit when I when I can since your team usually whips up on mine. 
I appreciate that. We, we that. can we can always understand that. So, uh, so as far as the NFL schedule goes, uh, really, we just wanted to hit on the fact that there is so much misinformation out there, and we have no idea what is going on with this schedule. So we're just going to wait like everybody else. I do think what we talked about yesterday makes sense, and I, I'm shocked that a lot of the leagues have most of opening week one being divisional games. If you're not going to have an offseason, I'm not a fan of playing a game that basically counts as two games. Yeah. That, yeah. That no, seems, no reason to have Saints, Bucks in week one. That, that seems like I don't, I would like to know the logic as to why do that. Oh, why it, take the risk of it makes playing no a major divisional game week one when you know you're coming out of a training camp with no real practicing at all? The only. Well, and on top of that, I mean, those games sell a ton of tickets, right? Like, it, Bucks against Saints this year, that's two guaranteed sellouts. You know, and in the NFL, they they typically sell out most of their games anyway. But, I mean, everybody wants their their Tom Brady game, especially the the teams in the AFC. They want that game against the Bucks to well, count. And, and maybe I would if they think get that fans, game against the Bucks is going to be a primetime game, a Monday night, Sunday night football, yeah. Thursday night football, something of that nature. And and why not push that? Why would the primetime television not want the better possible matchups to be late in the season where you might possibly get fans? Yeah. If we don't think we'll have fans in September, but we do think we'll have fans by November, why not push every great matchup to November if you can mathematically make that happen? Exactly. That way it looks great on TV instead of having the first time we're going to watch a game with no fans we don't know how it's going to be. Do we want that to be the most marquee matchup of the year that we can really come up with? No. I, I that's got to be it, right? Tom versus Drew Brees. Brees right now in the division has to be the biggest matchup of the year. Yeah. I mean, it, it may be the it may be the biggest game. Uh, McKinnon jumps in. He said, calling it now, Chiefs versus Bucks is going to be primetime. Yeah, 100%. That'll be a Sunday Chiefs night first, football Anytime Tom's playing... Patrick, because you have the the elder versus the new kid, um, it is a big deal. But I think the fact that that's a divisional game and both those guys, I mean, they're literally both those teams are on the same trajectory. It is win now because there is no tomorrow. Yeah, that's a yeah, hundred uh, percent. Michael said Brady and Denver will be a huge game for fans, regardless of the date. But Denver sells out every game. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like some teams sell out every game. Places do a lot of these teams. Yeah. Sell out every game. Now, you got that right. The Buccaneers this year will be selling out every game, and they don't typically do that. So, it works out well. Let's uh, let's jump off of that. We'll stay in the NFL, but this is a little bit different story than we're used to, to discussing. Uh, a little touchy. Little little touchy. little touchy. Let me go on and pull this up on, on the old iPad here. Uh, this is the, the headline of the story from TMZ. Cops, Earl Thomas, NFL star, held at gunpoint by wife in blow-up over alleged cheating. Now, I'm sure by now you have heard the entire story, right? Yes. Okay. So let me give everybody listening the uh, the brief rundown, as brief as I can make it, because there's so many different aspects to this story. He and his wife get into a spat, if you will. All right over the fact that he's been at home and he's been drinking a lot while he's at home. I can't argue with that. I'm doing the same thing. It hits 4.30 every day. I'm pouring myself a bourbon. I get it. But if he doesn't have anything that he has to be doing up until 4.30, that man could start at 10 a.m. It doesn't matter. 
So he and his wife get into a, <laughs> Michael said Earl got caught. He just needed Chris's advice. Uh, look, Earl what, had been hey, drinking. What advice do I give? That's, uh, with, <laughs> with, I'm guessing oh. everybody got one of them things. So, yeah, Earl, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the deal with Earl is he's getting into an argument with his wife over his drinking. He leaves. His brother comes and picks him up. His wife, after a few hours, decides to check up on him. She checks his Snapchat, checks whoever Snapchat, and finds the location where he is because she sees a picture or video or something of him with another woman. So she's mad, and the brother is with another woman. So the brother's wife and Earl's wife get together, along with one of their other people, whatever, one of their friends. They, they get a, a three-man posse together, and they go out to this Airbnb, however far away it may be, and they bust in on Earl and his brother having an orgy with two women at the same time. And she's bonding got a, time, just a, little, just a little family bonding, that's she, all. Which is weird in and of itself, right? Like, that's just, that's crazy. I don't judge people for their sexual proclivities. I just, I don't, it, whatever whatever rocks your boat, cool. Whatever you got to do. I, 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 I get it. I don't get into that. I ain't finna judge mm-hmm. nobody. Oh, but, man. so here's the deal. She shows up with a gun. Now, she that's took the right. clip out. It was a 9mm uh, Beretta, right? Takes the clip out. But there's still one in the chamber. She didn't realize that. Now, luckily, she didn't shoot nobody. She didn't realize that. But yeah, she did. The cop said oh. she didn't realize it. But she oh, had the gun. So badly. This she had the gun so inches from his head. Was pointing it at him, talking all this mad crap, waving the thing around. Had her finger Guaranteed on the trigger. Her finger on the trigger. Guaranteed. Oh yeah, they, there's a video of it. So her finger is on I've the trigger, and the safety is disengaged. So. Uh, so all of this stuff's going unloaded. That's why. Oh yeah, all, she's doing all this because she thinks it's unloaded. She thinks which it's unloaded. Is exactly how people die in these situations. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so all this stuff's going on. Now, one of the I got to find the uh, the direct quote because she told. Uh, here we go. In an interview with Earl's alleged mistress at the uh, mistress at the scene, she claimed Nina, who is Earl's wife, also threatened her and the other woman in the house, pointing the gun at them and yelling. I got something for all you hoes. Perfect. Perfect line. This sounds like something straight out of a movie. Like, this is unbelievable stuff, right? So, on top of that, you got the other girls in the posse that are waving around knives and whatnot, which is incredible. And when the cops showed up, Nina, Earl, had, had wrestled the gun away from her. And when the cops actually showed up, Nina is chasing Earl around the yard with a knife. It's like a butcher knife. She's chasing him around the yard. I have never heard anything like this before. Now, on top of that, Earl comes out with a story. Now, Earl Thomas obviously used to play with the Seattle Seahawks, now playing with the Baltimore Ravens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, This whole thing is bananas, right? He came out with a video today trying to get ahead of it and said, my agent told me TMZ is putting out an article and whatnot. You know, it sucks that this is uh, the the okay. world we live in now. I didn't want this to get out. It's not that big of a deal. He said, uh, not that big of a deal. He said, sometimes stuff happens or stuff like this happens. Stuff like this don't happen, sometimes Earl. I have an orgy with my brother and some hoes. Sometimes that happens. Like I shouldn't call them hoes. Nina called them hoes. 
I don't know the ladies. I'm sure they're nice. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Listen, uh, the best <laughs> advice I have to give. Listen, I give good advice. Okay, just listen up, Nina. Get half and move on. All right. Yeah. If you were down here in Mississippi, you get a whole lot more than half because infidelity is a big deal. In Mississippi. Oh, yeah. oh 100%. I don't know the laws of where y'all live, but I know this. If you get it's in Austin, Texas. You get, yeah. get caught with infidelity in the situation, it's it's more than half, and a lot of prenups get, get, get torn up because of that. So You got that right. Uh, let me jump into the chat here. Matt said, Earl tweeted once that he feels good to spend time with his little brother. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon said, Earl ought to be blaring some shaggy wasn't me right now, uh, <laughs> which is, it, it was him. He admitted to it. I mean, my God. Uh, Michael said, you domestic. You around with a knife. You yeah. can't deny it. You get walked in on. When you get caught up in the act. And, no, and, when, and when the cops show up, <laughs> your wife is chasing you around the car with a knife. Like, I guess that's what Shaggy said. That's it. it wasn't me. Uh, Michael He's said, so domestic disputes were by far the worst calls I went to as a cop. Yeah. yeah. 100% they are because, they, I mean, oh, it, it's yeah. emotional. Oh, well, like, here's the deal. At least we got a lot of video footage from this. Normally in domestic disputes, there's a whole lot of murkiness and you really don't know what happened. Yeah, but with this, you got video. So, I mean, there's no, video of exactly. her holding a gun to we his know, head. Nina knew was there. She, she's going to tell you what happened. Yeah, that's that's some crazy stuff. Uh, Matt said, Earl tweeted, I like, to, I like to be challenged under the gun <laughs> because as a competitor, it's important to me to respond and impact the situation in a positive way. Yeah, I remember Matt sent us that earlier. I read it and was like, this is absolutely hysterical. This is unreal. McKinnon said, this is some shit I'd see in the Ozarks on a wild weekend night. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it's in Austin, Texas. I mean, these are Texas boys. Like, I understand. Uh, and then Michael, hanging out with his brother. <laughs> Michael said, I truly believe there are athletes that are faithful, but at least 95% of those dudes cheat. Uh, the chicks marrying them should know that too. Yeah, I believe it. And then Matt said, ratchet. Look, I ain't here to judge nobody. I'm not going to judge anybody. You do what you got to do. It is what it is. I'm really uh, good bro code, okay? I'm not going to dime you out. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. I I, live my life the way I want to live it. You live your life the way you want to live it, and I'm not going to judge you for it. I'll tell you this. I couldn't get away with none of this. Like, she was waving a gun around at him. Dude, my wife was on the rifle team. Like, are you kidding me? There's no chance I'd be able to get away with something like that. Listen, if your that's, wife, see, it's the problem, okay? Nina my wife could beat my ass. She like, gets to clear, uh, claim uh, ignorance because she really don't know what she's doing with the gun, obviously. All right? Your wife don't get to say that. No, she don't get it's to say that. It's going to be cold blood. I'll tell you murder. this. Yeah, she she wouldn't just be waving a gun around. like Because she knows what she's doing. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> Matt said, Jess can pick you off from two miles away. 100%. Like, I'm scared to death every day of my life, man. <laughs> it's a bad That's rule. A, I, bad won't, hey, I won't be tomorrow. I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm going to have some new hardwood floors in my bedroom. I'm going to feel good. Thanks to Chris, obviously. Email him, Chris, at winningcureseverything.com if you want to get some uh, some floors in your house and whatnot. So <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate but, that. yes, I, I will be fine tomorrow. Uh, now, we'll see after that. Obviously, anything can happen. But – yeah, this whole thing. Uh, now, now let me ask you a serious question about okay. it. Okay. Does the league do anything about this? No, I mean, obviously he was the victim here, but because he, he didn't do anything that they could get him in trouble for. If he beats his girl or he beat his wife or something like that, we're having a different conversation. He didn't do. He got caught cheating on her. The league can't enforce that. Well, I mean, it's There's you know they've got they this personal conduct that. policy, and this is like a massive story right now. It, yeah, it it made me question Listen, it. That's ridiculous, though. 
That's insane. Yeah, that's I, just I agree. insane. I you agree. got caught in a super stupid public way of cheating on your wife. But at the end of the day, that's what you did. You can't lose your job. You can't be suspended for cheating on your wife. Yeah. You can have your ass whipped for cheating on your wife. You can have your stuff taken for cheating on your wife, but that's from your wife and her attorneys. Okay. Oh yeah. That is that is not from your employer. Uh, Matt said they'll probably just come out with an apology. Uh, yeah. Probably. I mean, Lee won't come out with anything. Earl Earl's going to sorry say sorry, and then. Well, I mean, he he already did. He said, you know, we yeah. just we, instead of talking about us, how about you just give us thoughts and prayers right now while we get through this? And it's like I don't know that y'all going to get through this one, brother. Well, uh, maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest Nina probably just find that prenup, set it on fire, and and roll on out. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's what I would do. Is find a really good attorney. I, I got to tell you this: I, that that thought has never crossed my mind it, at any point in an argument with my wife. Like, if she's talking to me about my drinking, and then my first thought is, "All right, I'm gonna call my brother and I'm gonna go that's, get some hoes." That's not his first thought. I mean, that's, listen, this ain't the first time him and his brother hung out like that. Because you don't just go to somebody that close and look. I'm not gonna judge people for the sexual stuff, but you don't just call up your brother and go get girls and and have never talked about anything like this before. No, I like, get, you're right. Piss you off and you say, hey, let's go have sex with some people in the same room together. Like that that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't just happen. Right. Yeah, this you is, got a point. This is a progress <laughs> of years of living a lifestyle and doing certain things. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying he didn't just say, my wife's nagging me. I got to get out of the house. Hey, little brother, what do you want to do? Hey, let's come have sex with these hoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'm going to be in the room right next to you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's fine. Like that wasn't the first conversation that ever had. No, no. It's, it sounds like this might have been a common occurrence. Like they just already had the Airbnb picked out. It's like, we know where we're going. It's I don't all know. But what I'm trying to figure out is how in the world. Uh, so I know like. My wife and I know each other's locations because we got, like, this Life 360 thing, right? It said that she knew where he was because of Snapchat. Like, one, which one of them was dumb enough to post where they were on Snapchat? Like, I don't own, I don't have the Snapchat app. Like, oh, my yeah. wife and I deleted that years ago. That's a, that's a thing for young kids. We too old for that. But if they got the location on, man, that's kind of dangerous, right? Well, it's just not smart. No. It's, not, it's just not smart. You got to be, listen, this is a Hugh Freeze conversation here. I'm not saying what you did was wrong. I'm saying you got to be smarter than this. Oh, 100%. 100%. You can't use the company phone to be making these calls, man. You go to Walmart and get you a phone for $35. You make four or $5 million a year. Yeah, it should be pretty easy to figure you out. You get right? fired for being an idiot, not for breaking rules. There we go. All right, Ben, here, Ben said, uh, Ben said snap maps. I, I don't know what that is either. Didn't know that was a thing. And Didn't I don't know, know who used thing. it or who turned it on, but. Somebody's dumb. Again, it's just not smart. It's Somebody's not dumb. Uh, McKinnon said he might lose some sponsors if he has any, nothing illegal or anything the NFL will do about it. Uh, Matt said it's better than pulling a Ray Rice. Michael said teams would have oh, yeah. no players no, left. No, don't beat her. Oh, don't yeah. beat her. Just leave her. Uh, Michael said teams would have no players left if you can suspend players for cheating. That's yep. 100% true. And then Michael wanted to do a little PSA here. He said, turn off location services on your phone. Yeah, that's probably a smart way to go about it. Uh, and then McKinnon said, there's a GPS function on Snapchat that'll tell you where your friends are if they're transmitting. Oh, see, I don't Hang like on. that. If you're, if you're dig deep into some girl, why is your Snapchat on? That's just... What are you, what are you doing? 
I mean, that whole thing's dumb. This whole thing just sounds stupid. Phone just off, not not silent, not on on airplane off. Just O F F off. Yes. You got other things going on. Yeah, like ain't no reason to have your phone going. Uh, Matt said I snapped my junk to random people just to show dominance. So <laughs> that's assault, brother. And Matt said this is day one stuff, man. Yeah, and then Michael Michael ended that with the uh, common sense isn't common. So yeah, I mean that's no. You know what's weird though, like. Earl Thomas was always labeled as this is the difference between football smart and real life smart because he's always been seen as one of the smartest players. And that's the reason his career oh, yeah. lasts as long as it has is because you want him on that defense because he's the quarterback of the defense and he knows how to control those guys and, 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 and you know, figure out offensive scheming and, and all this other stuff. I always think high intelligent people should be smarter than they are at other things. But yeah. it just seems to be – I'm one of those guys that's, like, baseline mediocre at everything, so I come across as pretty smart, but I'm not great at anything. That and makes sense. I guess you've got guys like this dude that's is super smart when it comes to his job and football and figuring these things out and maybe everything outside of that. It's just an idiot. It's entirely possible. I'm not asking him to be a great businessman. I'm not asking well, I mean, him th- to be a th- great th- scientist. Think about this. Right. Asking him to know if you're going to do shit like this. Turn off the location on your phone. Turn off location. Or just turn your phone off. I mean, <laughs> don't it, you ain't even got to make it complicated. Don't Snapchat. Just delete that oh. app. What do you need that app for? Uh, Michael said, oh, man, I have stories for days with how dumb some people can be when cops get involved. We, we might have to get Michael on the show at some point. Just to, when, when we got a slow day, just bring him on to tell some cop stories. Like, I'd be all over that. All over that. Let's move topics. Let's jump into... James Franklin, Penn State head coach. We're moving to college football at this point. There's an article in USA Today. Dan Wolken put it out. Now, this stuff came out on Twitter, and it was kind of a kind of a big deal because it you just haven't really heard anybody just come out and say it, right? James Franklin did a uh, a Zoom session with reporters this morning or on Wednesday. It was Wednesday afternoon. And he basically said the quiet part out loud, which is what Dan Wilkins said. He said, why should his team be handicapped in trying to compete with the SEC because Rutgers might still be too much of a hot spot to open up on time? His exact quote was, I don't think you're going to like it, and I don't think people are going to be happy about it. But in reality, I don't see how you'll be able to hold up 10 or 12 schools in one conference because two states are opening up a month later, Franklin said. And that's the same thing by conference. I don't think you can penalize one conference from opening because another conference is opening way ahead. That is what's going to make this season absolutely insane. We have no idea what to expect from anybody. It, the schedules are not going to be the same. Teams are not going to play the same number of games. Um, and it's it's why we have talked so many times about the idea of a spring football season and a, a fall football season. Now, the teams that could begin in you know February or whatever – um, you know, let them play, and they crown a national champion. And then the teams that play in the fall, let them play, let them crown a national champion, because this year's going to have an asterisk no matter what. So, and the problem with the February thing is very easy. All the NFL prospect kids are just not going to be able to play. 100%. You know, but that means, that means you're taking a lot of kids senior year away or, or final year away of getting tape, all this other stuff. I mean, it's just, 
that's a big deal. That's a oh, it's, big it's deal. It's a hundred percent bigger a big deal, deal than what we're talking about. But and we're thinking. But but if you look at it, it's not as big a deal as you know this whole COVID nineteen thing, right? Like that's let, a, let me ask you that's a question. Even bigger than. Let me, hang on, hang on. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's a bad? And I literally am just thinking of this right now. So if it's just a horrible idea, it came to mind, and I've had no time to workshop it. Okay. Do you think it would be better? To for all the teams that are in states that are still locked down at the time of college football and can't go, for those teams to travel and play all neutral site games. So we just find a place for them to go, and they're just going to have to bus to and from or fly to and from their charter to those areas to practice and play every. And not, maybe not practice. You got to find a way for them to practice. Well, that's, see, that's the thing. You got to have six. But you're going to find of, ways for them to practice. Okay, yeah. but you're just going to find ways for them to practice. But for them to to play all neutral side games this instead is, of going on the road anywhere, but they also never get any home games. You you got to find a way to get them six weeks of strength and conditioning right, and right. the fall camp. So you got to find that first. And this ain't the NFL. Like there's 130 Division One teams. Like right. we're we're not even discussing D two D three at this point. Like yeah, I, get, I get that, but but Franklin was referring to Rutgers holding up you the, know, big the Big Ten. We're talking about. Realistically, we're talking about the Power Five, and I know now we're about to separate the haves and the have-nots even more, and I yeah. fully understand that there's a massive problem with that. I got it. I, I, I understand that that's a problem, but I'm, I'm trying to come up with a solution that nobody likes, but at least it's a solution. There's, see, that's the thing. That, that's, that's my issue with this whole thing is that I don't know that there is a good solution. I don't know that there's a solution, period. Well, there's not um, a good solution. The thing we got to stop is trying to make everybody happy. No, At it's some not point in time, somebody is just going to be a loser in this. And the question I have is, is it better for everybody to lose a little across the board? Which is, we don't play home games. We just don't. Everybody, every game is a neutral site game somewhere. Or, or it's still home games because you got to have these stadiums, right? I mean, you got to have places to play. You got um, plenty of but you, you just don't play with any fans. That's fine. The, the same the same concept, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Matt jumped in. By the way, this is dating back to the last thing he said. You guys talked about Snapchat. Now Snapchat just popped up on my YouTube ads. Hundred percent. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. That's the way all this stuff works. Ben asked a good question. He said, "What happens if a player tests positive on a Sunday after playing a game on Saturday? Do both we teams? Don't, we don't know the answer to that. At, we we have no idea. But that's also I mean, our what, assumption is is everybody that was involved in that game, from officials to opponents to to the team that he's on." All, all everybody has quarantine, to quarantine for two and weeks. Now they miss two weeks of work and two weeks of games, and now the schedule's even jumbled up. But we talked about it last week. Yeah. We don't know what the hell to do. Yeah, I mean, we got no idea, and and I don't think they have any idea. But they do understand that it is dire that they get the games in, that they get at least part of the college football they have schedule. To get some in. of the TV money, they're not going to get it all. Right. They have to get some of it. Yes, they have to get TV money because I mean, it, it basically funds. Every other sport on campus. I mean, it, that's that's the situation that the NCAA is in because they are a tax-exempt, nonprofit organization. All of these schools don't have to pay taxes. So that means, it, which is why all of these coaches' salaries are absurd, which is why, you know, they've got all these extravagant, you know, waterfalls in the football complex and all the, just all of this massive crap, right? All the stuff that you don't really need to play football in college they got it all. They got they got arcades. They got I mean South Carolina's got a damn music studio. 
Why? Why do you need a music station? I understand, like, Darius Rucker was the one that sponsored it or whatever. They don't have that without TV Rock, money. Listen, like, he should be able to sponsor and pay these damn kids. Yeah, 100%. But that see, that's the thing, though. Is it, it is an Put amateur. Put the money in Davion Clowney's hands because when he was in college, he needed it. Oh, 100%. It, the deal is they have to spend every bit of money that they get every year. They can't stockpile it in case something like this happens because they are a nonprofit. And that is just an absurd way of going about business. It's stupid. If you are a big, big, uh, big business, you need to act like a big business. Pay your taxes and keep a stockpile for when something like no, this goes never, down. Ever, 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 and it'll ever, never happen because ever, they don't want to pay the taxes. Pay the taxes part. Yeah. That that won't happen. It's it, and I understand it won't happen. But if you wanted to put a little truth serum in me, you just got it. So. They would, they would, they would be smarter to lobby to change the laws where they could, they would have to basically hit sub zero financially every three years instead yes. of every year. Yeah, I mean that that would make and that way when something like this happens, they've they've got two years worth of money to recoup it, or if it happened on the third year where they had to get to a zero balance anyway, then they've got three years after that to replenish it if they were to borrow money or give out bonds or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, they could they could make it back later or they could stockpile it for a very short term. I'm not talking massive, you know, stockpiles of money, but I am talking, yeah, give them give them three years of 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 being able to, you know, make sure all your bills are paid. And if you have profits, profits, they have to be stockpiled in a certain way and they can be put in an account to draw interest, whatever. People can't get that. That yeah. is the school's money. The school has to have it. I understand that. But that's that's the way it goes. McKinnon jumps in on Facebook, by the way. He said, in today's day and age, everyone doesn't want their feelings hurt or what have you. The reality is that's a bunch of BS. Play where you can and how you can. The folks that can't, I hate it for you, but that's life, and it's seldom ever actually fair. Uh, I mean, we talked about the transfer stuff, and tomorrow we're going to get into uh, some of the Harbaugh stuff because he sent a letter to the NCAA regarding eligibility and transfers and whatever else. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to dive through it yet. But, you know, we'll get into that, and, and we'll discuss it again because, I mean, I feel like this could be an ongoing conversation that would just, I mean, we could we could talk about this 24 hours straight and never have a good answer uh, for the way that these people run this organization. And it's just ridiculous. You know, I, either way, James Franklin is right. Like, I, if you want to be honest, like, we're going to have college football this year without some teams. Schedules are going to be weird, and it's just the way it's going to be, and who knows when we're actually going to get started or what games you're actually going to have. The state of Oregon today uh, announced that uh, that they are recommending on canceling every large event that would have more than 200 people, whatever it is, in an area all the way through September. That's going to knock out Ohio State and Oregon in Eugene in September. That's going to knock out North Dakota State going to Oregon. That's, I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling we weren't going to get football on time. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, you got SEC teams, you got teams that are in the Southeast and on the East Coast and whatnot that are going to be ready to play that want to make sure they get their TV money. I, I They're going to find a way we, to play games. If we feel like if we get to, if we get to July, the middle of July, and the West Coast teams say, look, we can't play in September, but we can we can absolutely play October 1. Then the SEC and the ACC and everybody else needs to wait. 
it's for the good of everybody yeah. for them to wait because then we realistically can get a full season in. A uniform season. But, you know, Michael asked a fair question on Twitch. He said, what changes in September? Nothing well, changes. We don't, really? we don't know the answer to that. Yeah, we got no way. idea. We're, we're just hoping that if you kick this can down the road, at some point in time, somebody's going to come up with a, a, a treatment. A, you you a have real said this solid treatment to where I don't care if you catch this or not. Yeah, we're just going to give you this medicine and you're going to get better. And if you miss a couple of games with the flu, then we don't give a shit. Just you just that's part of it. You uh, you have said this before, and we made a shirt out of it. Anybody that wants to go over to the Winning Cures Everything store, hope is the most dangerous thing you can give a man, and that's all we got right now is hope. You know, we're just hopeful that we can get a, a college football season in. That's it. Like that's that's the only thing we got. Because we have no idea the answers to these questions, and nobody has any idea what we're going to do going forward. This country is going to look completely different a year from now than it does right now. I got no doubt about that. That's the only thing that I know for sure is that things are going to be different. Like, we're just going to do things differently because a year from now, we still might not have a vaccine for this thing. So, no, But if we have a treatment, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, if we, if we got a treatment, but as it stands, like, we got some ideas. But there's nothing that's. But I just totally work on our assumption. At some point in time, we're going to have those things. Yeah, uh, Michael said, uh, if you wait until September, you might as well wait until you get a vaccine. Um, and I would say, no, yeah, that's not other true, than because a vaccine realistically could be 18 months. Yeah, I mean, and it that, it could be 18 months from now. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that that's not necessarily a good argument. No, these these schools can't go without the TV money for that long. It's impossible. So I mean, we'll see. Ben uh, jumps in on YouTube. He, just another PSA. He said, don't drink bleach. I think that's a, a pretty good thing to toss out there. Make sure everybody understands that. Let's, uh, Matt jumps in. These kids are healthy with few risk factors. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, we don't know everything about this. So, yeah. who knows? I, I mean, hell, the whole thing's ridiculous. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive into the last topic of the day. Let's talk about Conor McGregor. He is the preeminent fighter in all of combat sports. Right, I, I think we can both agree on that. He is the most hyped, most watched, most uh, uh, notorious. I mean, he is the notorious. Uh, That's his nickname and everything. We'll talk about two different topics with him today. Uh, first off, and we're, we're going to tie it into one video for those that are that are watching. Conor McGregor, one, told Dana White a couple of days ago he wants in on Fight Island. So he had a couple of questions from Dana. Uh, and, and Dana was doing an interview with, uh, let's see, with Robbie Fox from Barstool Sports. Connor, uh, let's see, Dana said, this is Connor right here. He's asking me, what date can I do on Fight Island, and will there be fans? He said, we're not talking about a specific opponent, but he wants to fight. And two, it sounds like he wants to fight in June. He's asking if there would be fans there. There would not be fans, and the fight would either be mid-June or the end of June, but Connor wants to fight. So, here's the deal. We know that Connor is ready to get back in the ring. He has been training. Like, that's been documented. He, he is ready for a fight when it's time to go. He wants fans, and my question is, would it be smart of the UFC to do a Conor McGregor pay-per-view right now? Like, it, well, not right now, but in June, so a month and a half from now, if it's mid to late June. Would it be smart of them to do a pay-per-view with no fans for a Conor McGregor fight? Because any fight that he does is going to have a gate of at least 16 million. Would a pay-per-view be able to outdo that? Do you think? 
Yes. I think so too. I don't think the oh, fans they do matter. Massive, they do massive pay-per-views when Connor shows up. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone it's he's disgusting. done. Once again, TV money dwarfs, dwarfs ticket money. Well, now, this is it, because we're talking about pay-per-view at this point. Pay-per-view money for Conor McGregor dwarfs ticket sales. I, I think you're right. I think because you're right. you're not doing those in football arenas with 100,000 people in them. Now, I don't you're think you even... in regular arenas with... 20,000? Maybe you pack it with 24 on the yeah. floor? I mean, the last one. The on. one what he are you did having to pay those folks? Against Donald Cerrone, against Cowboy. You know, a million pay-per-views at seven, 70 bucks a pop. That's a $70 million. Yes, that's it's massive. And and he did 16-something million on the game. 500 bucks, you're not getting close to that at 24,000 bucks is $12 million. Yeah. And you're not selling every ticket for twenty for five for 500 bucks. You're just not. Michael jumps in on the last topic. He said, if you're not willing to take the risk in September, when would you take the risk? It's like a vaccine is the yeah. only thing that will make everyone comfortable. I'm on the side of doing college football in September. I think it's going to ultimately come down to risk-reward. I think the, the risk for the southern schools and for the east coast schools is not as big as it would be out west and in the northeast. Bottom line, I think the Midwest is going to play. I think the Big 12 is going to play. I think the SEC is going to play. I think, you know, and and we are going to have some teams that don't play this year. And it sucks, but it is what it is. Somebody's going to have to get that uh, the TV money, and the conferences are going to distribute it evenly regardless. I was going to say, I, if the Big 10 plays without Rutgers, Rutgers will get their share. Yeah, Rutgers will still get, and it may not be Rutgers, as much, but Rutgers it will still will be something. Share. Yeah, they will. They will still get money, and I, I think don't even know okay that it that. wouldn't be that much if they've got a deal where it's split twelve ways evenly. Then I think they'll get it. Would well, be it'd be fourteen, but fourteen, whatever yeah. it is, whatever it is, however many teams they got. Uh, let's see. My uh, McKinnon said, especially if sporting events are still not in operation, pay per view would be dozens, if not hundreds, of millions. Uh, McGregor is one of the only household names in UFC, and Dana would be a fool not to capitalize on it. I think we're gonna see. This weekend with UFC 249, and we're going to have our little preview of that. Um, we're, we're going to talk about that tomorrow and whatnot. But if if Tony Ferguson, who typically doesn't do more than 300000 and Justin Gaethje, who is not a household name yet, but is a very exciting fighter, those two, and then Henry uh, Cejudo and uh, uh, whoever else, uh, Dominic Cruz and, and whatever else, if, if all of these guys can put together a pay-per-view that does well over a million, then yes, Connor... Doing a pay per view in June would do three million, easily, easily. It wouldn't even be close. Um, ben said, "I don't understand the East West difference. I, it, there's not a big difference. It's just this thing is more prevalent in some places than it's not. You know, I mean, it just is what it is." A lot of people live on the West Coast. A lot of people live in the Northeast. On top of one another, and those are hot spots. The rest, the rest of the country, people don't live on top of one another. This thing is not that bad. You got it. Uh, it's Michael really said, bad "Where people live on top of one another." Michael That's, said, uh, "Sorry, Gary, didn't mean to take the show off track. Slow typer. It's all good. Hey, you jump in here whenever you want to." Uh, Matt said, "Every fan there gets his whiskey, which can kill anything, even the Rona." And then Michael said, "Politics are a lot different too. Yeah, East and uh, and Northeast, well, West Coast and Northeast. Yeah, politics are a lot different than they are the rest of the country. So uh, this all has to do with governors and whether or not states are shut down, etc." Back to McGregor, I, yes, I think it would be a fantastic idea to go on. And you don't even have to have him against a big-time, big-name opponent. It can be against somebody that is intriguing, but it doesn't have to be the big-time money just fight. just need Connor's name on it. Yes, that's all you need. Um, I mean, 100%. Like, you just, that's all you need. Uh, ben said, not many people live in Pullman, Washington. Yes, I understand that. But, like, Seattle is different, and it just depends on the governors in these states. 
Back to that. Uh, now, the other side of this Conor McGregor thing. He came out today with a tweet just about 30 minutes before you and I started planning the show. And he said, I accept your challenge, Oscar De La Hoya. Now, I had no idea what the hell was going on with this. Uh, it, did you know anything about this before I sent it to you? I, uh, I figured because there, nobody knew what was going on. Um, but it, you see this bizarre tweet that just comes out of the clouds, right? And you're like, what in the world did Oscar De La Hoya do at this point? You know, whatever. Well, the State of Combat podcast, which I typically keep up with, but my God, there's so many podcasts, and I can't keep up with all of them at the same time. So, uh, Michael already jumps in. He said he kicks De La Hoya's ass. Yeah. Um, Oscar De La Hoya on the State of Combat podcast said if he boxed Conor McGregor, he would beat him in less than two rounds. One thing about me, he said, I went for the kill always. Look, Conor McGregor, I love him in the octagon. I respect him. I watch him all the time. But the boxing, or the boxing ring is a whole different story. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya has not KO'd a single person in 15 years. This man is old. One, first question, would you pay to see Oscar De La Hoya and Conor McGregor in a boxing ring? 1,000%. I would pay it 100 times over than seeing him fight Mayweather because Mayweather fights are boring as hell. Yeah. De La Hoya fights are amazing. Now, they, they used to be. But he hadn't fought in forever. So, like, I'm with you. But I also think... But I can only go on... Listen, he ain't going to run from him. No, not at all. Uh, Look, it was... So even if Connor beats his ass, is that not still fun? It No, it's 100% fun. It's awesome. Okay, somebody's going to get their ass whipped in this fight. De La Hoya has not... There there is no touchy-touchy run away, touchy-touchy run away for 12 rounds. It's haymakers. and yeah, this is gonna be somebody's getting hit in the face. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna get hit about the head. De La Hoya last knocked somebody out in 1997. Okay, for him That's, to come out and say this no. is just absurd. And this is just somebody talking smack for the sake of talking smack. This is creating content. If it, this is whatever if it gets us a fight that is interesting and cool, then I'm okay. I would love to watch Connor fight more. If I get it in the octagon, if I get it in a boxing ring. I don't care. It doesn't I matter. I like watching Connor fight. I just want him to fight somebody who will actually fight him. Yes. That's my problem with Mayweather. The greatest fighter in the history of the sport is actually the greatest dodger. Of, he just runs away. And while he's boxing and it's all technically right and sound and perfect and flawless, it's boring. Who the shit cares? Yeah. Michael said De La Hoya needs to stay in those high heels and shut up. Uh, and then Matt said, well, De La Hoya wears fishnets. Uh, <laughs> boy, everybody running in on that. McKinnon said, McGregor gave a shitload to uh, Mayweather in the ring, and I think he's probably giving everything De La Hoya wants and more. Yes, McGregor would destroy, destroy De La Hoya right now. Uh, maybe in his prime? I'll, I'll, listen, I'm going to reserve judgment, and if it happens, then I'll make a wager one way or another. But but I'm I'm not just believing that Connor would walk in the door and beat the hell out of him. That, it, Oscar De La Hoya is old, man. I, I got to look this up I now. agree. I understand. I'm just telling you. I don't. Let's see. Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, I, I, I gotta, watched Mayweather try to fight uh, 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 and, and Connor fight, okay? Uh, De La Hoya is 47 years old. He couldn't, he couldn't hit him. He just couldn't connect. And I know that Mayweather is a lot better than De La Hoya at avoiding the punch, but De La Hoya has still been avoiding punches for a long time. Now that's a okay. You got a valid point there. 
You got a I valid just, point. I just think it's going to be different. It's going to be. It, it's not going to be easy. He let's see. That's fine. He might go in there and knock the hell out of him. That's fine too. I just want to see it. He he got knocked out by uh, let's see Shane Mosley on let's see September thirteenth two thousand three knocked out by Bernard Hopkins in two thousand four. He got, uh, let's see, split decision by Mayweather in 07, and then he lost his last fight ever um, to Manny Pacquiao in, let's see, 2008. So, you know, I, he, he yes, won some games, or he won some fights. Super but. old. You're right. I just, I just want to see Conor fight somebody who will fight him. Yeah. I don't care who that is. I don't. I really don't. And I, I if think it's the name of somebody I know, it's better than some MMA guy that I've never heard of before. Give, give me the Golden Boy and the Notorious, and I'm good with that. Um, ben said he said that, and he's 47. Uh, Michael said uh, it sounds like De La Hoya needs money, and he was pissed about Mayweather and McConnor boxing for money and making it all about money. Like, yeah, probably. Like anything that McGregor touches is going to turn to gold. It just is. I mean, it, you can hate it all you want to. You can hate McGregor. You can hate whoever. McGregor makes money. Like the people person are I want to see McGregor box is De La Hoya. Oh, it'd be great. I'd love to. That's see that. the one I want because that's that's somebody who's well past his boxing prime. So he might be just slow enough for Connor to catch a few times, but still going to actually stand there and and throw blows with him. Oh, a hundred percent. Like obviously these are that's both what fight, I would like, like that's what I would like to see if I could see that. These are both guys that throw punches. Yes. And that's what we want to see. At the I end just want to see him fight. I don't yeah. I don't want to see him get in the ring and have somebody run away from him for for 12 rounds for an hour. No, so, you get you that know, right. That's insane. No, I'm I'm with you. I can't wait to see if Connor does Fight Island because I think it's going to be massive. I can't wait to see if he ends up doing this whole Oscar De La Hoya thing. Well, if he said, wants to do Connor Fight Island, he's going to do that. I mean, that's going to happen. He gets to, he gets what he wants. Yeah, McKin- uh, McKinnon said either way, uh, De La Hoya has way bigger stones than I do, regardless of age. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that you come yeah. out, you talk, you talk smack to McGregor like that's that's big cojones. Uh, and then Michael said, I really don't care who wins. I hope they beat the shit out of each other. De La Hoya is just a hypocrite. Yeah, hundred percent he is. Hundred percent that guy. That guy has caused more fight news over the past few years than uh, than most fighters. And uh, I don't and know that doesn't... I pay attention enough to know anything about him. He, he runs. He, he's got Golden Boy Productions or promotions or whatever it's called. Um, and he, he's got guys. I don't, okay, I don't know. I don't know well, that. the reason this became a big thing is because you know we had been talking about Manny Pacquiao against Conor McGregor. Uh, Pacquiao was with Golden Boy uh, or was, and now he's with McGregor's agency. So, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Either way, uh, with us sitting at home, there are so many hypotheticals, and it is so much fun to discuss the what-ifs and whatnot. But as for today, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, unless there's something else that you feel like we need to hit, Chris. Nope, that's it. Not a that's damn all. thing. That's wonderful. You guys have been great. As always, thank you for jumping in on the comments. You guys have been fantastic. Share the show out. Tell you, buddies. Uh, McKinnon jumps in last one. Dudes like that are why I speak softly and carry a stick that can reach out and touch someone from a ways away. 100%. Yeah, we do the same thing. Do the same thing. Michael said, thanks, fellas. We thank you as well. Share the show with your friends. Tell everybody you know about it. Make sure you are subscribed on the podcast and on all of the different live platforms. Whatever your podcast app is, we are on there. Make sure you subscribe. Leave a nice review on it. The live platforms, Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can comment on there on any one of them as well. You guys have been fantastic. Again, as always, take care of yourself. 
Take care of each other, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.